Welcome to People Don't Think, Let's Start Today, a podcast hosted by Norb Savanasini, founder of AmericanEagle.com, and Al Edwards. Norb, how are you doing today? Good, good. It's a wonderful day. I always thank God for the gift he gives us every day, our present. So that's the way really to start the day. That's right. Norb talks about this with each one of our podcasts. Something Mike Ditka, the famous Chicago Bears coach, once said that every day is a gift. That's why they call it the present. So we love that. If you've listened to our podcasts in the past, we have talked about a variety of things, but I think the overwhelming theme of this has been how to be a positive person and how positivity can affect your life in a very powerful way. And today, we want to talk about how to become a professional optimist, not someone that just once in a while thinks positively, but someone who thinks like that as a way of life, just like you're a professional dentist or a professional whatever, you're a professional optimist. And I thought I would start, Norb, with a definition from the dictionary. And an optimist is a person who tends to be hopeful and confident about the future or the success of something. As a philosophy, it says a person who believes that this world is the best of all possible worlds or that good most ultimately prevail over evil. So it's a person who tends to be hopeful and confident about the future. How do you think that plays a role in people's lives, Norb? Well, I think, you know, that's a good definition. I think that we have to think it's the best of all worlds because that's all we've got. So if we have any thoughts that there might be something else better, quit thinking about it because it's obviously a, a lost cause. You'll never know. And be happy with what you have. Again, you know, the gift that's given to us every day, it's a present. Enjoy it because going back to Einstein, you either think that, you know, there's no miracles or everything's a miracle. And today, we have to realize that we live in a very interesting world, in a way, challenging world. And to be a professional optimist, I think it requires a lot, a lot of discipline. You know, I was reading an article the other day, which I I never saw before. And, you know, I don't know where the science behind this statement is true, but I read that for every negative thing that you hear, you have to have five positive thoughts to overcome it. So, you know, I I was looking at the news today on television and you have COVID is resurrecting and uh, you have a war in the Ukraine and there's inflation, there's a a political mess. So, you know, that's four negative things that you're hit with immediately. So if you just multiply four by five, which I hope our audience all knows how to do, it's 20 positive things you've got to think about before that is neutralized. And, and you know, in today's world, it's not that easy to do unless you do start wondering about all the miracles that surround you. You know, we talked in the last podcast about, you know, how today you, you have automobiles and you have washing machines. But, you know, the other things we have, there, there's a lot of double-edged swords, you know, like the internet. We happen to be on the internet business and, you know, the internet is like anything else. It can be just extremely good or extremely bad, depending on how you approach it and what you look at. Humor is a good thing. Al and I always send each other YouTubes with a lot of comedy, and usually they're old comics that for some reason or other are forgotten, like Jack Benny and Milton Berle and Jackie Gleason, which is Al's favorite, because he looks a little bit like him, that's why. And these are guys that Johnny Carson... These are guys that actually made you laugh. And it's nothing wrong about sending your friends these kind of things because all of a sudden you're happy. You're just, you can't help but laugh at all these things that are said and, you know, the jokes and 
all the things that today, a lot of them today would not be allowed because somebody decided that, you know, they're not proper or anything like this. I think that's something that if you are a professional person that really believes that, you know, positive mental attitude can alter your life, doing stuff like that, especially to your friends, which obviously they like you because the way you are, helps the day go along. No question. Laughing every day is very, very important, especially with all the crazy stuff going on in the world right now. You mentioned four or five things that are going on in the world which aren't very nice right now. And I, my first thought was, other than that, everything's fine. You know, it's like that old joke, not a joke, but a guy comes up to Mrs. Lincoln and say, Mrs. Lincoln, other than that, how did you enjoy the play kind of thing? You know, so that's a little uh, too soon from 1865. I don't know. So absolutely, I agree with you 100%, Norb. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about what does a professional optimist do every day? So when you're a professional optimist, you do the following things every day. And the first one I thought was really helpful and kind of like what you talk about the present. Professional optimists live in the present. They don't dwell on the past or worry about the future because they can't do anything about either one. Making the most of now is I think is the most mentally healthy attitude that you can have. There's a parallel to this. I was reading an article about business the other day, and I can't remember who actually said it. The CEO of a major corporation, and he said, if you take care of the little details, the big things take care of themselves, which is kind of interesting because it relates to being positive. I think that if you just see things as they really are, the miracle that you, you have in your life, the big things just basically become irrelevant. You know, one of the things that's kind of interesting that I thought of about being a professional optimist, and I don't know whether, you know, you can get a degree or this or a PhD, so it's, it's something that it's relative. But, you know, the reason you have so much negativity in the world, it's because there is no money in happiness. You cannot make money if everybody's happy. Money is made through misery and despair. You know, if you're convinced that you have anxiety and you have depression, they obviously are pushing for drugs, which cost money, or you go see a therapist, which costs money. And it's something that's promoted almost by society because it makes money. And there's nothing wrong with money, but by the same token, it's the way that money is acquired. Are you making money through positive change in society or are you making money through some kind of negativity that you have the solution to combat, but you must pay for it? We were just talking about that the other day. They say in the news, if it bleeds, it leads, right? No newspapers were ever sold with the headline, Boy Scout helps elderly lady across the street. <laughs> Nobody cares. They want to hear about all the horrible things and the accidents and the problems and the corruption. So that's very true for the most part. Although Disney's done a good job at that. They make people happy and they've made a little bit of money. But for the most part, well, you're yeah. Right. Well, this is the thing going back to you either make money by making people happy by, by making the old washing machine or an automobile or iPhone or you make money by making problems for people. Yep. So happiness Unluckily, you don't need money, you know, to make people happy. By being positive, that's being professional at it, by giving people good thoughts. That's a great segue to the next point I was going to mention about professional optimists don't wait for happiness to come to them. They create it in their own lives. 
and I think about my own life and the lives of other people, you always say, well, if I only had this or I only had this amount of money or if I was only here in my career or if I had this kind of family or I lived in this kind of neighborhood, I'd be happy. Well, most people find that when they do achieve all those things, they wind up looking in the mirror and they say, is this all there is? Is that it? All this stuff I thought was going to make me happy and it turned out not to be true. So professional optimists create happiness where they are in their life right now instead of waiting for it to happen later to be happy. Yeah, it's true. I think there's a lot of people that have agreed on this premise that the trip that it took to get what you were aiming for was a lot more fun than once you reach that aim. The trip teaches you a lot of lessons that are positive. And they're positive in a way that, you know, you learn from your mistakes also, because that's that's one of the points about being a professional optimist is that accept the good points about failing. Because unless you fail, you don't get that experience. And unluckily, you know, that's the price we have to pay for knowledge. I mean, before, and we've talked about this before, Edison failed 3,000 ways of not making a light bulb. At 3,000 ways of not making a light bulb, which is kind of interesting. Failure for him was just part of achieving that goal. Once that light bulb stayed on for, I don't remember the exact time, but it was for days, there was a lot of happiness there, but he learned 3,000 ways of not achieving that happiness. So failure, if it's taken in a positive way, is also a good thing. There's a great story of uh, Thomas Edison late in his career, around 1914, one of his laboratories actually caught on fire. And it was just completely ablaze, just a complete disaster. And he was standing out there with his family and everybody was upset and everyone couldn't believe what a catastrophe this was. And Edison turned to his family and said, this is actually good because now all my mistakes are burned up now. I don't have to worry about them in the future. And I, I think that's the definition of being a positive thinker. Absolutely. And I was thinking about something you just said about the journey versus the destination. I, I heard this somewhere. I, I'll never forget it. The man said, the journey is greater than the in. Getting there is always better than once you're there and figure out, okay, now what do I do? Kind yeah, you know, now that we're talking about Thomas Edison, one of my favorite stories about Thomas Edison is that you'll see where the positiveness comes in with this story. At the beginning, it's kind of a, a negative thing. But when Edison was a little boy, he was hard of hearing. People back then didn't have the hearing tests or anything like this. So when he went to school, uh, they thought he was really kind of a dumb kid. And the teachers didn't think much of Thomas Edison. They actually thought he was a slow learner and all that. And one day, little Tom was given a, a letter by his teacher, and he didn't know how to read, so he gave it to his mother. And his mother told him that the letter said that Tommy is just a wonderful boy, and he's going to be something when he grows up, and he's just a joy to be with. When Thomas Edison's mother passed away, Thomas Edison went through her writings and the note, and the note actually had said that Tommy can't learn anything, and we don't see much of a future for this little boy, which is something that is it's really interesting how that positive thought that the mother gave to Thomas Edison at that age impacted his life. And I think that's something that sometimes uh, we have to learn how to do that ourselves. Part of being positive is to relay the good things about people. Even if you see a shortcoming, 
on them, just just point the good things about them because we all have good things. We all like to be told how great we are, how nice we are, how nice we look. You know, it's just, just part of humanity. There's no difference. I always thought that was something very, very powerful, how that positive impacted Thomas Edison when he was a little boy by his mother lying basically to him because she didn't want to put that negative feeling in his brain at that young of an age. Yeah, I've heard you tell that story before, and I've always considered it a love story when you really think about it. Yeah, yeah, really it is a love story. It was a beautiful thing for his mother to do, you know, to instead of knocking him down, like you said, she wanted to put that seed. I used to do that with my own report cards. I didn't want my parents to know how poorly I was doing, so I wouldn't show them to them, see, just out of love, you see. That's how I used to show love. It's not show them, so I knew they'd be upset. So So professional optimists, the next thing I think it's important to think about is that professional optimists do not dwell in problems. They search for solutions. So a couple podcasts ago, we were talking about old Murphy's Law. Old Murphy's waiting for you out in the parking lot right now. And if those of you who don't know who Murphy was, Murphy is a guy that will bring you problems, the worst problems you've ever had, and just as importantly, at the worst time you ever need them. So Murphy's going to come visit us all at one time or another in life. But instead of focusing on the problem, professional optimists search immediately around the problem for solutions. Yeah, and I think that you mentioned that Murphy's Law will affect you once in your lifetime. If you're lucky, only one time. Usually it happens. A frequent visit. Yeah, frequently. One of my favorite movies is Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield when they talk about business and if you haven't seen the movie, I, I highly recommend it. There's two movies for to learn about business. One of them might sound kind of crazy to you, but it is The Godfather. The Godfather is a business lesson and also Back to School, which are two totally different films. But one of the things that I always said that they should teach in MBA schools, a semester of Murphy's Laws and things that have happened to successful business people during their lifetimes, what they're trying to achieve, you know, and, and how they overcame it. Because there's a lot of interesting problems in life that come up at the worst moments that you can imagine. So, oh my God, this had to happen right now. Yeah, that's when it happens. I had a business one time where I had nine forklift trucks, which is not a lot, but it's enough to be a pain. And if there were like two or three months that none of them broke down, I would tell my shop manager, who was a very good friend of mine, I said, oh, my God, you know, none of them have broken down for two, three months. And he used to say, please don't be negative about this. And without a doubt, within the next couple of weeks, three or four of them simultaneously broke down. But I was ready for Murphy there, which is kind of like being an optimist. Be ready when you're going to have a problem because going back to being positive, expect that things are not going to be positive all the time. If you look at it, okay, it's coming and just accept it and take care of it. And little did you know when you looked at your forklift, they were actually manufactured by the Murphy Company. Right? Oh, you yeah, right. You didn't realize that when you bought right, them. Right. I think that's great. Something I think a lot about is what is referred to as the law of accumulation. And in the book, Success Through a Positive Mental Attitude, that was written by Napoleon Hill and W. Clement Stone, they talk about that positivity and negativity are two different sides of the same coin. And the law of accumulation is that little things of good and bad will pile up, whether they be good or they be bad. A couple examples, if you just eat a little bit too much every single day, 
you're eventually going to probably gain weight. If you put a little money in the bank every month, long before you know it, it's going to build up. So this law of accumulation works for negative things as well as positive things. And I think that professional optimists really know that, that as long as they're heading in the right direction, the positives are going to add up, even if they're a little bit at a time. That's true. And in today's world, you know, going back to the first thing that I referred to is there's so much negativity today in the world that is being just pushed by these people that are negative. They're paid to be negative. That's one thing you have to understand is that when you see the media and you see this good-looking male or female that is giving you the, the supposedly news, they're basically readers, and they read whatever they're told by somebody in the back room that you never see. And basically, they're writing negative stuff, so they'll make it interesting. Like Al just mentioned, that there's never news about you know the Boy Scout helping an old lady crossing the street. If the Boy Scout would snatch her purse, then... <laughs> That would be a, a new story. That would be on the, the news every night for a oh, week. Oh, yeah, yeah, for a week. So, yeah, I think that the accumulation of being positive, it, it just, you just live your life and whatever happens to you, just take it in stride and it's normal. It's going to happen. And I just got to stay positive and, you know, tomorrow will be a better day. I mean, I always like to refer to movies because they were a big part of my life. But in Gone with the Wind, the ending is tomorrow is another day. Even after everything is lost during the Civil War, she lost everything. And tomorrow is another day. And it's a good way to look at it. And that was American optimism, which I think, you know, really was incredible, especially at that time. That was 1939 before the war, and America was a very optimistic country. Absolutely. Rumor has it, as you know, that was, if not the first, the very first, with the Wizard of Oz picture filmed in color. And rumor has it is that these scary scenes in the Wizard of Oz were filmed in black and white because they didn't have the color cameras that Gone with the Wind people were using them. I don't know if that's true or not, but it sounds like a good story. Of course, those scary scenes are more dramatic in black and white. But uh, I don't know what the heck that has to do with being positive. Well, I don't know. You mentioned Gone with the Wind, so I yeah, thought yeah, I, would, right. uh, okay. <laughs> I, I would take the wind and go off on a tangent with it. So, But see, humor, I think, is very, very important, too. And Al and I didn't practice this, obviously. Obviously, as you can tell, folks, uh, uh, we didn't practice this. But uh, but I think that's one of the reasons I think we kind of like each other as friends, because we joke about everything. And I think that's very, very important also in being a professional optimist. Just be happy to be alive and make fun of each other and uh, like it, because that's just part of being an optimist, you know? And if you do it right, it's all in love. It's You're not trying to hurt somebody. Oh, yeah, somebody of course, and, of course, you know, sure. No, there's no question about that. You know, one of the things that I've struggled with in my own life, and I, many others have, and that is that overcoming procrastination. Whether you procrastinate because you're scared about something, or maybe you're a little lazy at the time, or you just don't want to do something or whatever. As I've worked on that in my own life, I have found how much more positive I can be if I just push through whatever reason I'm procrastinating and just do it. I think Nike had something, you know, really special when they came up with that, just do it. Let's talk about procrastination. Why do you think that it's such a prevalent thing in people's lives and how to overcome it? Well, I actually think that it is part of being negative Uh, in today's society. It's finding the blame on something else but yourself. And you don't want to face up to whatever you have to do. And it might be a minor thing like, you know, paying a bill or calling your mother or doing anything that 
you know, you just don't want to do and you don't want to hear that problem or you don't want to face that problem. And I think that's part of the negativity where it just adds up, those little things that just add up. And it goes back to the business person saying, if you take care of the little things, the big things take care of themselves. If you just do these things that you don't want to do, and we all do that. I mean, it's nothing. See, this is the most interesting part about this whole thing that we talk about. There is nothing we talk about that is unique to us. Everybody has the same feelings. Everybody. You know, we all think we're special that, oh, my God, you know, nobody has these feelings. Well, that's, that's crazy. We're humans. We all have the same feelings. Some of them are more bigger than others in our own minds, actually. And we make a big problem out of them. But I think that just procrastination is part of the negativity. And it's a little thing, you know, just get it done. You know, as soon as we're through with this podcast, I got to make two phone calls. One of them, it's a person that I'm going to have to make some excuse after a while of saying that, gee, I got to leave because something's going on. And it's a little white lie, but they won't quit talking. So <laughs> I have to do that. So <laughs> survival tactics, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to announce to everyone, so I, you hold me to it, that I'm going to overcome procrastination and next week when I start working on that that's a joke of course right of course, next week working course, yeah, on my I when I have to explain my jokes to people <laughs> I think I'm going in the wrong direction but anyway I often get accused of that and telling the same jokes over and over but no one laughs at my jokes more than I do so I guess that's a good thing but I think procrastination is a big obstacle in the positive way of life because it's based in fear a lot of the times, I, at least it is for me sometimes, I don't want to face something or I don't want to do something because of this or that and just get it done, push through and my God, you feel so much better after you get it done. Yeah, and, and you know, we live in a society today that is very, very demanding of your time and we all have these calendars full of things that we have to do, you know, and I call some of my family members and I say, what are you doing Saturday? Well, Saturday I got to do this by from noon to three and, and then we have dinner from 6.30 to eight. And I always think, my God, does anybody just say, you know, forget all this stuff. I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna think about what I'm gonna do that day, which is, I don't know if that's positive or negative, but it sure makes life a lot easier <laughs> because today we have a situation where time is very, very limited to do what we really would like to do. It's imposed by all these things. You know, you have to file your taxes by this date and then whatever celebration you have, you know, whether it's a, a christening or a bar mitzvah or, or Christmas or New Year's, you know, you have to attend. And then there's weddings and baptisms. And so you're inundated with all these things that I don't want to call them pessimistic but they take over your life so i'm a guy that whenever i go to one of these functions i can't stop making fun of a lot of these things and a lot of people think that i'm i'm you know sometimes cruel but i don't think it's cruelty i think maybe it's a release of just watching some of the stuff that people do you know and uh, which are kind of funny it's tough today to really be a professional optimist. So you have to just practice it and see the way to do it, you know, the laugh about it. I like what you just said about what are you doing this Saturday instead of rattling off 10 things from this time to this time. I think it's a lighter, carefree life when you can say, 
Nothing. What did you want to do? What, <laughs> yeah. Are you busy Saturday afternoon? No, I'll come over. No problem. Yeah, the Italians have something. I don't know how to say it in Italian, but it's the art of doing nothing. And, you know, today, I think that we should take time to do nothing. You know, just do nothing. Just sit down and relax. And, you know, we talked about watching Little Birds last podcast. And it's funny because I went to lunch uh, last Saturday, actually, and, and we were eating outdoors, and there were little birds, and I, I was throwing crumbs at them, and they're hopping around, and I was with my daughter, and I was telling my daughter, look at that, that's incredible, the way they hop, you know, which is, which is kind of interesting, because, of course, we humans don't hop, we walk, but the birds have this little jump that's really interesting, you know, and it makes me happy and, and it's kind of corny, but, you know, that's kind of being positive. And, and they uh, like those crumbs that you were throwing them. Yeah, too. the crumbs were good. Some of them were bigger than others and they had a little hard time, you know, eating <laughs> moving them, them around. <laughs> they must have very good knees to hop around like oh, that yeah, all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? right. You I never see birds one. have knees, you know. That's, that's true. You know what? We should do that for our next podcast, whether birds have knees or not. Yeah, we yeah. should look into that. You know, we were talking before the podcast about you have to learn something every day or your day is wasted. So we're going to learn if birds have knees now. Let's do that. Yeah. Now so. that I think about it, I've never, <laughs> seen, I've never seen a brace on a bird's leg. So maybe they do have or don't have knees. So make a note of that, Norb, for next yeah. time. Okay. Well, as usual, we hope you enjoyed our Stream of Consciousness podcast. We have a loose outline and then we go off in different ideas, but I love it. And a lot of people say they enjoy listening to our podcast. So we hope everyone enjoyed it this time. And Norb, it's always a great pleasure to be with you. Thank you for your wisdom and your insight. If you have not listened to our other podcasts, we encourage you to do so. This is now number five, which means if I do the quick math, we have four other ones in addition to this one. So we encourage you to listen to those when you have a moment. This is Al Edwards for Norb Savanasini. We'll see you next time. And as Norb always says, every day is a gift. That's why they call it the present. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. <laughs>